You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all the Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully on today's episode, which is being dropped on the 17th day of June 2021. We're going to be talking about the Mets, their superhuman pitcher, Jacob deGrom, who suddenly became very human today. And to discuss the surging Mets and potentially injure Jacob deGrom, we're bringing back friend of the podcast, Ryan Finkelstein. I said it right, right? Yeah, you got okay. it. Okay. I, I had to stop myself on the tracks. I said, I said, I said it correctly. I'm so sorry. I said, you want, I'm not even going to edit that out. We're, no, he's, the host of, he's the host of Locked on Mets. And we're going to talk a little bit about the, the strange duality of Met fandom at this particular nanosecond. This show is available on the free and easy to use Odyssey app. And when you get in your car or you're at home, you happen to have a smart device, tell that smart device to play podcast Lockdown MLB, or check out some of the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network, including Lockdown Fantasy Baseball, Scott Cullen. Hey, why not Lockdown Mets? Give you a couple of clicks. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown MLB Pods. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Ryan Finkelstein is here. And the events of what was happening in City Field today prompted me to turn this into a Mets podcast and to not carry the weight myself. A couple weird things are happening right now. First of all, Ryan, thanks for joining the show. For sure. Okay, now the, the pleasantries have all been taken care of. Now, the New York Metropolitans doubled up the Cubs today with a 6-3 to three victory. And today, they they won, and and, and then the, the game is being played today. You're listening to this on Thursday. The Mets are going to go for it. They're going to go for the sweep with uh, Stroman, who has pitched well, against Hendricks, who is a quality pitcher but has not been as good this year and so you would think that all would be good in the land of metdom and three innings into today's game on the on Wednesday this looked like it was going to be a magical night at City Field and then suddenly it turned into and I hope I don't get in trouble with 7-Eleven about copyright it became the big gulp (laughs) so Ryan with DeGrom, he threw over three innings. I think he threw three pitches. I mean, it was just sort of, he was just blazing through there. Eight strikeouts, no hits, no walks, obviously no runs in three mind-boggling innings. And he threw uh, 51 pitches, was cruising, and then had to be lifted. And this is yet another injury for the man who is cruising for the Cy Young and possibly the MVP of the National League. Ryan, thoughts on DeGrom. Let's start with the bad news first. Thoughts on DeGrom and his injury. Well, it was another one of those games, and it seems like you can say the same thing every fifth day, where this guy seems superhuman, as you said at the top of the show. And not only did he have the three perfect innings, he got an RBI single. 
I mean, what he's doing offensively this year is almost getting to the same level as his ridiculous pitching as the ERA was, I think, 0.56 going into the start tonight. So I guess it's maybe a little bit lower than that. But he leaves again, and this time with shoulder soreness. In his last start, it was flexor tendonitis. And people are starting to ask questions. Is it possible for a human being to throw 101 miles per hour every fifth day and not get hurt? But Jacob DeGrom does not seem too worried about this injury. In the post-game pressers, he said they did all the tests so far. His shoulder strength is okay. He's hopeful he can go back out. But he's frustrated because he continues to have injuries derail what's been a, a spotless perfection of a season so far. I mean, every time he takes the ball, records are falling. And it's just the only thing that could stand in his way right now is his own body. Hopefully this is nothing and he can keep rolling. But when it comes to the injuries, it's been a constant theme this season. He's been banged up pretty much all year, despite these great results. I just, I'm just because you're part of our little locked on sort of circle of direct messages that are sent. And I am not a fan of the universal DH. I love DHs. I also like pitchers hitting and DeGrom, one of the stats that DeGrom has the fact that he went into today's game, a 400 hitter. He right now has six runs batted in for the season as a hitter. And he has allowed four runs for the entire season over four runs over 67 innings. That's, that's insane. That is insane. He has 111 strikeouts and eight walks. <laughs> I mean, this, this is Bob Gibson type stuff. This is better, which is crazy. I know. I mean, I mean, the only thing that, that Gibson has on DeGrom is right now the durability Yeah. because I mean, this is his 11th start and he has thrown 67 innings, which is still pretty good number of innings pitched when you really stop and think about it his era is microscopic and it's 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 a surreal situation that he is i mean he's undoubtedly the cy young front runner right now you can make a solid case that he's the he is an mvp candidate at this point and his fate is so integral for the Mets, who right now, as of this recording, have the single biggest division lead of any of the first place teams. Yeah, 100%. And I think I can give you two things here that will just kind of explain how incredible this guy has been. Right now, I could tell you, Sully, that by the end of this year, Jacob DeGrom might have an ERA under one and might bat 400. The fact that I can say that in the middle of June and it's not a ridiculous statement just says how good he's been. I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. To say that he's in single digits in walks and has driven in more runs than he's let up is something. It's a great point. It's something you would expect to say in April or at the most early May. We're in the back nine of June right now. In fact, there's really most teams are about two weeks away from the halfway point when most of the teams have played 70 some odd games at this point. So we're, we're approaching 82 wins. And the fact that he's still at that point 
is is truly unbelievable. Now, the season to bring up that everyone wants to bring up is, of course, the season where Bob Gibson pitched to a 1.12 ERA. By the way, that's the only year he ever led the league in ERA. And he struck out 268 batters. He threw 304 innings and 13 complete games that year. Here's the unbelievable thing for me. He lost nine games. How is that possible? Because <laughs> he was pitching all nine innings every game. Right? Yeah, I guess that's true. I, eventually, that, that those will catch up to you. Oh, I'm sorry. He threw 28 complete games. He threw 13 shutouts. I read yeah. the. Uh, I read the. I read it wrong here. So yeah, it's, I guess if you complete 28 of your 34 starts, there you go. I'm going to bring up a different year, however, for Gibson. In uh, 1967, he not only did not pitch 300 innings, he, he didn't pitch 200 innings. He pitched 175 innings. He made 24 starts that year. And he missed a portion of the season due to injury and was rested and ready by the time St. Louis wound up winning the National League pennant and went on to defeat the Boston Red Sox. And of which he was not only the MVP throwing three complete game victories, but also hit a home run in the game seven clincher. That's a pretty decisive MVP. And I can't help but think about that a little bit with DeGrom in that the more important thing for Jacob DeGrom and the Mets right now is the fact that they need him healthy for October. And at this point, I do not think I'm getting ahead of myself by thinking about the postseason because sure, the Mets can keep pushing this and keep saying things like, oh, we're doing this for precaution. We're checking this out. We're going to, we're going to see day to day. I think what if you shut them down for four weeks? especially that when you've got an all-star break coming up, there's going to be some games where there are days where there's not going to be playing. And this is why you have built up as of this recording, a, what is it? A five, six game lead in the national league East right now. And you already have Taiwan Walker pitching. Great. You have Marcus Stroman pitching. Great. You have things are working with the team. And I'll get to the team overall in a second, but one of the reasons you have a five and a half, as of right now, a five and a half game lead over Philadelphia, and as of right now, a seven game lead, and may even be more by the time this show is over, over Atlanta, that gives you a little bit of wiggle room to be able to say, hey, let's make sure everything's okay. I feel like I should go into a rockauto.com ad right now, but let's make sure that everything's okay with DeGrom. I, I agree hundred percent. I, when you bring up that season with Gibson, I think it's a really interesting comp because Jacob DeGrom has already won the Cy Youngs. He's mm-hmm. not, I don't believe he is in it for personal accolades. He wants to win a world series. He wants to be in the playoffs again. He hasn't pitched in a playoff game since 2015 when the Mets went to the world series and he lost that game to the Royals. So I really do think that that's something the Mets have to consider Kevin Plar after the game today said when DeGrom went out, it, it was unfortunate, but 
this team has this mindset that it's next man up and they keep on rolling. They've dealt with so many injuries this year. I mean, they're finally about to get Michael Conforto and Jeff McNeil back and Brandon Nimmo might be on the way as well. They've been winning, getting contributions from guys like Brandon Drury and Jose Peraza and a lot of guys who you wouldn't expect. So could Jared Eikhoff step into the Mets rotation for a couple of weeks and win a few games? I wouldn't be surprised. So you have to be cautious because when I look at this division, there's not a team that scares me anymore. It would have been the Braves, but what's happening there? So, yeah, I, 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 I want to really get to that, that in a second, yeah. but you're right. And this is, you got to think long-term a bunch of times when you're looking with this, this isn't like short-term day trading here. This is a long-term investment, what's going on. And the investing could be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low cost index funds, personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash MLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, go to wealthfront.com slash MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H. F-R-O-N-T dot com slash Lockdown MLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wellfront.com slash Lockdown MLB and get started today. And I'm telling you something. Whenever Jacob deGrom pitches for the Mets, they're a surefire bet. If you want to make a bet, you go to bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You get all the latest news odds, info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Are we going to really have another year where Tampa Bay and Las Vegas are playing for the Stanley Cup while all of Canada watches from the sides? Or we have your UFC and MMA action before the next pitch, before the puck drops, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook expert and use promo code LOCKEDON. Okay, we're here with Ryan Finkelstein. You were starting to make a really great point and, and was on my notes. I know we could go on a big rant about this, and I hinted at this. The Mets have built up that lead that they currently have. That's capital. That's, I'm not saying they should try to blow that, but what I'm saying is, is that gives your team some flexibility. Now, think about this for a second, okay? On the fifth day of May, the Mets were kind of slumping. There were a couple games under 500, okay? Since then, 
they have won 23 out of their next 35 games. That's not all DeGrom. That's not all just, hey, DeGrom's pitching great and the rest of the team looks like garbage. And you made a point that it's not McNeil, it's not Conforto, but Lindor is starting to hit. Pilar is starting to get the big hits in there. Alonzo is starting to contribute. And right now, the pitching they're getting from Stroman, from Walker, and from a lot of their bullpen is strong enough to say, hey, if we sit to Grom for a month, do we really think that the Phillies and Braves and the Nationals and the Marlins are all going to play an entire week better than the Mets? I don't think so at all. And I think, obviously, DeGrom has been big this year. He's been a huge contributor. But when it's DeGrom, Stroman, and Walker on the mound this year, the Mets are 26-10 and 10 now, I believe. And with mm-hmm. Taiwan Walker, the Mets are 10-2 and two in his starts. So what Taiwan Walker brings you, what Marcus Stroman has brought them so far, the fact that Carrasco could be back in July, there's options. Now, obviously, if it's an extended time without DeGrom, you'll be a little bit more worried. But like you said, if you shut him down for even just two weeks and mm-hmm. let everything heal, it could be a, a worthwhile setback for the team a little bit just because you have to look towards the future. And I look at this team in the second half, the fact that they're going to get hopefully a healthy second half from Michael Conforto and Jeff McNeil and Pete Alonzo is coming around. Like you said, they have the ability to win with their offense, which they haven't done throughout this season. And so that helps you out. Not to mention the bullpen has been great this year. Yeah. So you can continue to lean on them. I mean, Seth Lugo just got back. He has a one, one, seven ERA. He with Edwin Diaz gives you two options to close out tight games. So they have a lot of ways to win right now. Obviously you can't say that they will be better off without Jacob DeGrom, but can they survive some time without him? I think they absolutely can. And I think when you look at these other teams in the division with the Braves, not being what we thought they were going to be, I'm not too concerned about the Phillies running away with this division when DeGrom's on the IL. All right. And here's what I'm saying. You're saying that DeGrom now, the sort of with iffy health and not quite sure what's going on, the Mets are better off with him being healthy in September and October. I'll tell you the players who you're, you're rattling off a bunch of players who have been really, really helpful for the Mets winning this year and obviously Taiwan Walker and obviously Marcus Stroman and obviously their bullpen. But I'll tell you the people who've really, really been contributing to the Mets this year has been Will Smith, Josh Tomlin, Drew Smiley, Max Freed, AJ Minter, Sean Newcomb, all these pitchers that Atlanta was counting on. And everyone that I just rattled off there have wet the bed this year. The Braves are a sub 500 team. Going this season, I felt that the two favorites were clearly the Southern California teams, Los Angeles and San Diego. I said, if any team has a chance to spoil the party, it would be the team that had a lead in game seven of the NLCS last year. And I really, really thought that Atlanta was 
going to be the team to run away with the division because I didn't have much faith in a lot of the players on the Mets. And quite frankly, I don't, I still don't have faith in Philadelphia, Washington, or, or Miami. And so with the fact that the Braves bullpen and rotation has been grotesque, that's the thing that's going to really help the Mets make that decision. I would shut down DeGrom until after the All-Star break right now. I would say, hey, look at, let's shut him down, rest him up, build him back up. Or just say, we're going to, we want it. We'd rather figure out what's wrong and work with it and have you not be blasted through your innings right now because there is no way the pitching staff that I just rattled off for Atlanta is going to suddenly flip a switch and and go on a 10-game winning streak and look at I could pitch for the Phillies bullpen I'm not saying I'd be the closer I'd probably be a mop-up man but I'd make the team I mean, their bullpen is horrific. And we've seen that the Nationals and probably the Marlins are probably going to be sellers. Because guess what? As we said before, we're almost at the halfway mark of the season. And every team other than the Mets are sub 500 right now. And for a team like Atlanta, where they do have a bunch of trade chips, they do have a bunch of young pitchers that you can look at and say, hmm, I wonder if we this player could, we could flip this young player for that or this young pitcher for that. Or they could just look up and say, let's just keep him. Why would we deal Kyle Wright right now for a run for a division where we're already a week behind? And so I don't think, I think they're going to stay pat. And I think the Nats and the Phillies and the Marlins are going to sell. And so with that in mind, the Mets have enough wiggle room and have the luxury that in think about in the central, you got the, the Brewers, the Cardinals and the Cubs are probably going to be fighting for one playoff spot. They don't have the luxury of being able to shut anyone down. San Francisco, Los Angeles, and San Diego are going to be battling for the division and maybe a wildcard spot if the Cubs continue to play well. The Mets, you win the division, you're in. And there's no other team going for it. So, I mean, I don't mean to be a broken record there, but if you have a guy like that where you can say, hey, this could help us in October, take advantage of the crummy division because nobody will remember that he missed 10 some odd games as a as a starter just like as we mentioned Bob Gibson in 1967 you say Bob Gibson 1967 people will think of him being the World Series MVP and not that he missed a month because of, of a hairline fracture in his leg so I think the same thing with DeGrom, who's already won his Cy Young Awards. So now to get the, the you know, forget the individual stuff. Let's get on. Let's win the big one. Yeah, if you get to a point where it's game seven of the World Series and Jacob DeGrom is your starting pitcher and he's healthy, everything that lit up before that, you made the right call. So whatever you have to do to get there, I don't think they are going to shut him down from just listening to Rojas and DeGrom talk about it tonight. It sounds like they're not very concerned about this injury, but, and also it, it might be a, a kind of a facet of their caution that he was even pulled from this game tonight because they are being so cautious that when he said he has a little bit of soreness, they yanked him. 
Um, but yeah, you, you really got to think these things through. And even if it is a 10 day stint on the IL, he missed two starts and you really spend the time giving them rest and, and getting them right. If it ends up working towards the ultimate goal, which is a healthy Jacob deGrom in the games that really matter at the end of the season, that's what you have to be looking towards. And the Mets have now earned that right. As you said, by building that division lead, despite everything they've gone through this, this season so far, they've earned that right to be able to make those decisions and be thinking ahead while they continue to try to win in the short term now. Yeah. And really tinkering with the engine, popping the hood and making sure things work out well. Kind of like using rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait for the person behind the counter to order the part from their computer? Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. So why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a dealership? Look at rockauto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for the last 20 years. And they have everything you could ever need. You want brake parts, you want tail lamps, you want motor oil, even a new carpet. They have it all. So go explore the website and find the solutions for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's at rockauto.com. All right, Ryan Finkelstein, let's take a quick spin around the league and hear from some of the other hosts of Locked On Baseball podcasts to see how their teams did on Wednesday. Hey guys, it's Sean Wheelhouse here, and the Astros win 8-4 to four against the Texas Rangers. They hit six home runs. It's their ninth game in a row with a multi-home run game. Altuve and Chaz McCormick both had two home runs each. Miles Straw added with his first home run of the season, Martin Maldonado as well. They were firing all cylinders on the offensive side. They did lose Alex Bregman to a quad strain. They will find out more on Thursday how long he will be out. The Astros continue their 20-game stretch in 20 days against the Chicago White Sox coming to Minute Maid Park, where they will face Carlos Rendon, who has much to say about the Astros' cheating scandal, and their old friend, Dallas Keuchel, former world champion with the 2017 team. Stay locked in to Locked on Astros. We are your team every day, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Come check us out. Hey, y'all, Nash Walker, Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Bailey Ober is the uh, the star number one of the game tonight, the first star. Bailey Ober was fantastic, four innings, 63 pitches. Uh, Ober just kind of diced through that Mariners lineup the same way he diced through that Houston Astros lineup in his last start. He's just got great command. I mean, that fastball, he, he runs it up to the top of the zone, gets tons of swings and misses. You watch these, these professional hitters. Uh, who have seen, of course, 98, 99, 100, and they're swinging through or they're late on a Bailey over 92-mile-an-hour fastball, and it really helps you buy into that, um, you know, that understanding that the extension that he has because he's so big and tall uh, is is a little bit deceiving on the mound in terms of velocity. I thought he was great tonight. Ryan Jeffers, big home run. Love to see that. Nelson Cruz has been on fire lately. He hits a home run. Negatives, Josh Donaldson's calf. 
continuing to cause problems for the Minnesota Twins. Andrelton Simmons, ankle. They both leave the game. Waiting to hear some updates on those two, but uh, not good. I mean, that's not a good development for either of them. Twins get a win here in Seattle. Get out of there, avoiding the sweep. They'll have an off day tomorrow. Head to Texas this weekend. Cincinnati next week at home. Should be fun. We'll talk then. Follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at Locked On Twins. Go Twins, baby. Ben Kaspik with the Locked On Giants podcast. It's just amazing what the San Francisco Giants are doing right now. They pound out five home runs in this game tonight. It's the first time since 2003 that they've hit five home runs in a game at home. I found that to be just unbelievable. It's been 18 years since the Giants have done what they did tonight. And we need to give just a lot of credit to a lot of different people. This is a Giants team that when Farhan Zaidi took over as president of baseball operations, a lot of people thought they needed to tear down completely and rebuild from scratch. Instead, brick by brick and hiring Gabe Kapler and the coaches that Kapler brought in, they've made the best of what they they had. They brought in some players on savvy acquisitions like a Mike Yastrzemski. They've made really good pitching signings like Kevin Gosman and Anthony DiSclefani who pitched tonight. So the Giants are just kind of clicking on all cylinders right now. They have a legitimately good record. They're a legitimately good team. We're talking about a pretty big sample at this point. They're 18 games over 500, and we're in June here. So we'll talk about this one tomorrow. Giants are a really fun team, and we do podcasts every single weekday for Locked on Giants, where it's your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, Paul Holden here from the minivan in a Walmart parking lot as I am still on the road here camping, but I got my co-host here. I don't have my tooth in either, kind of embarrassing, but had to hop on, had to find a connection to start talking about the Rockies sweeping the Padres. What a big home series there for the team. Charlie Blackman walking it off for the team. Still worried about Kyle Freeland, though. I mean, we don't like him getting out there in under four innings and getting shelled like he did. I caught as much of the game as I could. But the Rockies sweep the Padres. What a feeling. You didn't think that it was possible there uh, in some parts of the season, but the team put together a really, really great series against the Padres. Let up a lot of runs. The pitching is definitely still something to be concerned about. But it is a sweep of the Padres, and you love, love to see it. But... We still are worried about Kyle Freeland. Until next time, though, Rockies fans, this is Locked on Rockies. This is Dot. This is my dog. This is Paul Holden saying let's go Rocks. Hey, this is Jason Burke from Locked on A's. The A's win again. Number six in a row for the A's. You know who had a six-game win streak before they came to Oakland? It is the Los Angeles Angels. They are not hot anymore. The A's are scorching. They are 12-2 in the month of June. Uh, this one... It was a very intriguing game. The A's were down 4 to nothing, and they ended up winning this one 8-4 to because of a big inning in the 6th. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, just kind of stocking, you know, kept going. The Angels' bullpen had no answers for the single barrage of the A's. Uh, Matt Olson went 3-for-4 in this game, pushing his average to 297. If he gets a hit in his next at-bat, he will be a 3 hundred hitter and basically just Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So uh, vote for him 
for the All-Star Game, you guys. He's been fantastic. Uh, I got some great stats coming up for you guys in tomorrow's episode. That Matt Olson one, that'll probably make an appearance. I got one for James Caprillion and why I think he might have a good start against the Yankees on Friday. And then I also got one on Diolas Guerra. So that's what I got coming up for you guys tomorrow. This game was a lot of fun. Ramon Laureano and Mark Cannon making plays in the outfield. Ramon went deep. Nice to have him back. Thoroughly enjoy that. But I got a lot to uh, you know get to in this game and preview a little bit of the, Yan the Yankee series uh, before, uh, before Friday's game. So that's what I got coming up for you. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Lockdown A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the locker room app. I'll talk with you guys in the morning. Oh, how sweep it is. Let's do two. Two in a row for the Reds as they sweep the Brewers. Lucas Sims, holy crap. What a performance. Four outs. He couldn't give up any runs, and he did the job. He got the save. Beautiful start by Tyler Malley. Ties a career high with 12 strikeouts, and the Reds do just enough. Double by Tyler Naquin with an RBI for Nick Castellanos coming around from first. And double by Tucker Barnhart. Joey Votto scores from first. If you watch that highlight and you don't get pumped, you're not a Reds fan. Period. Six in a row. The Reds are closing in on first place. Come on. Join the Locked On Reds podcast tomorrow. We're talking about this, and we're getting you ready for the Padres series. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. I'll see you then. This is Stacey Gossilius of Locked On Yankees. My glasses are slipping down my face because I spent the ninth inning sweating thanks to a roll of Chapman. Look at me. I'm a mess. Anyway, whew, that was quite a game. <laughs> it's June 16th. I shouldn't be this stressed out about a baseball game. And I... It's two nights in a row that Yankee relievers have made me want to jump out of my skin. Last night it was Zach Britton. Tonight it was Aroldis Chapman. <sighs> Let's talk about Garrett Cole because everyone was talking about Garrett Cole, wondering how is he going to pitch with all this stuff going on with the foreign substances being banned. And bleh. he was fine. Eight runs. No, that wouldn't be fine. Eight innings, two runs, two solo home runs. Marcus Simeon started things off right away. <laughs> Kevin Biggio hit one and Cole was dealing. His 101st pitch, I believe it was, was over 100 miles an hour. So, yeah, he was fine. He, yeah. Gary Sanchez, big pinch hit, two-run home run in the bottom of the, uh, no, top of the seventh. They weren't at home, even though it sounded like they were at home, because everyone in Buffalo seemed to be a Yankee fan. So, it was a good game for the Yankees. They needed this badly. And so, that's two in a row. It's almost a streak. Not quite. We're getting there. But they won the series. That's a big deal. And we'll see what happens tomorrow. But I'll have the recap of this one on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Yankees. So tune in. All right. Well, Ryan, I want to thank you for being part of the show here. I do think the Mets have an unusual amount of wiggle room to make things right with DeGrom and still have enough of a lead that going into August, I mean, that's kind of the key. If you go into August and you still have a few game lead in your division. I'm not saying things are going to be smooth sailing, but I think the Mets are designed with the pitching staff. And I think if they acquire one more bat to just give them a little bit of depth or maybe another bullpen arm to give them one more arrow in their quiver, I think that the Mets are going to be in very good shape to win the National League East this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think if you're betting on it, you got to bet on the Mets right now. They have done everything that you, they've done more than you could have anticipated considering the injuries they've had. 
And I do think that barring other injuries, this team gets better in the second half and they can really, really expand that lead. Honestly, with or without DeGrom, they have a really good team right now. I just want to give a quick shout out to a very special person in my life, David Sullivan, my cousin Dave, who lives in Westport, Connecticut, who biologically and on the family tree, he is my cousin in my heart and my mind. He's my brother. He's, I lived with him for a little bit, and he is still one of the great people in my life. And he has been a Met fan since the days of Rusty Staub and Cleon Jones and Yogi Berra being the manager. And we text hourly during the baseball season. And he's been posting a bunch of Met pictures and memes and put them in the books and everything like that. And yesterday... At 9.44 a.m., he sent me a text that kind of says it all. He just wrote, they're a really fun team to root for. Yeah. And this is a unique situation for Met fans to know that they have a team that is insanely likable, really exciting, and has a very good shot of obviously going to the postseason, but if they will avoid the West in the division series and will probably have to face some combination of Milwaukee, uh, Chicago, or St. Louis in the division series, uh, I'd go to bet online and put my money on the Mets in that series. And there is a very clear road to the national league championship series for the mets and the last time the national league was set up where the three best teams were lined up and two of them two of them were eliminated by the end of the division series when you had the cardinals pittsburgh and chicago being the three best teams in baseball was 2015 chicago eliminated pittsburgh and st louis so by the time we got to the national league championship series two of the three best teams were gone the team that was the beneficiary for that, the Mets, the last time they were in the World Series. Things are lining up. And you know what? if you're not a Met fan, if you don't really care, do yourself a favor. Watch their games. They're just fun baseball right now. And Ryan, you're always talking fun baseball, so tell people where they can listen to your great show. You can listen to Locked On Mets wherever you listen to Locked On, M- Locked on MLB. You can find me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. You can find the show at Locked On Mets. All right. Well, Ryan Finkelstein, you've been a great emergency guest that I pulled on for today's show. Uh, but there was a lot to talk about, especially with the Mets on this great role, but also with the injury to DeGrom. God forbid the Mets just have time to enjoy good things when they happen. You could follow us on Twitter at Locked On MLB Pods. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Praising the Mets and telling them to take advantage of that lead if it means having their great hero be ready, healthy, and ready to win in October. This has been Locked On MLB for the 17th day of June, 2021. I'm yours, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. 
Host Peter Bukowski updates you in the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.